like I want to start by saying we're lucky we brought those six hours with us this weekend. <laughs> Clay just laughed, but none of us were smiling. No. It's literally the only shooting that got done with the exception of Ainsley and her deer, but we'll save that conversation for a different time. Man, if you think back to last week and the week before that, we were so fired up to go on this very first hunting trip. And it was fun, and we had a great time, but we got our butts kicked coyote hunting. I don't, you can't get it kicked any harder. I think you're being fairly liberal in calling that coyote hunting. Yeah. We walked around the desert and sat down periodically and then got up and walked around some more. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But on a lighter note, before we get into that, we shot some guns, some cool guns. And uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and just say that my favorite is that new uh, dispatch gun that we got. Uh, P322222222. P322. 22 caliber, 20 round mag. Uh, One in the chamber, so 21 capability. Ours is a suppressed. Clay's got a sweet little uh, laser light strobe light combo that goes on the bottom of it. Uh, and that green laser, even in the middle of the day, man, you could see that thing. I yeah, mean, it was fun. pretty good. I mean, you wouldn't want to shoot it too far out with that, but that thing was a kick in the pants to shoot. What else did we shoot, Clay? Real quick before you move from that one, what's what that the loading mechanism in the in the mag? That's how that, all those kind of, those twenty two kind of where you made it. Pull down, that. you can pull down the spring. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, I don't know exactly what it's called, but they realize, especially with 22s, that when you have a magazine that you pull down that spring and just basically load in 22s, they kind of get cockeyed in the magazine and you'll have some hang ups and failures or whatever because they're not sitting correctly in that magazine. So they tell you just to pull that down one space at a time, basically. But I also think they don't, it's not good to load a rim fire cartridge the way that you load. Yeah. Right. Kind of, you, kinda you press it. that yeah. rim into that bullet that's down below it. And obviously, as it get that spring gets tighter and tighter, you're pushing harder and harder and you're pushing on the part that, you know, pops the powder. Not that you couldn't, I mean, it wouldn't, I don't think it would do very much if it, popped in your hand but it it would wouldn't be cool but also yeah, 22, just, I mean, 22 it, cartridges are pretty uh you know flimsy yeah. so i think more just pushing on that yeah, you could dent that all, case yeah, they, below, yeah, they yeah. get all cockeyed and that's when you start having failures or you know hang ups in right you know i think the and oh just sorry and 22s especially rimfire they're not they weren't made to go in a semi-automatic right. pistol so the technology actually behind a semi-automatic 22 like that, there's a lot of technology in that just right. to be able to get them to feed correctly. So, I think, oh, yeah, that was fun. I think malleable was the word you were looking for. Yeah. For Ooh, he's so good. He yeah. was malleable. Metal, that old metallurgy I wasn't looking at you, so I don't know if you Googled that or what. <laughs> no, I did not. Uh, uh, but we were shooting that, um, and obviously we had that to dispatch coyotes, but. It only got used on targets. Dispatched some targets. And then we used the P365, P365XL, the three, and the P320 full frame. So, one, one observation that I had, and I've, 
I've always noticed it. It is it is a lot nicer to shoot a full frame gun. Like I, I understand all so the things better. about concealed carry and all, and th they absolutely have their purpose and place. And but like I have a, a a bigger hand, you know, and you have a bigger hand, and Clint's got when you when you hold a full frame pistol, man, it feels good, and they're just they shoot nice, like the. I like, you know, I do, I, I shot that 365 a bunch. I like it. I'm not saying I don't, but there's not a lot of call for, for me in a full frame pistol, but every time I shoot one, it's just nice, man. They're like super comfortable. Your hands, you know, not hanging over the Feels edge. Like you have more control. Of it. Yeah. More control, Definitely more accurate, longer barrel, a little more accurate. You know, it's just that they're, and like I said, I would never carry a full frame pistol around, you know, so really I just shoot them like target shooting and stuff, but I shoot a lot of the, you know, subcompacts and stuff. Cause that's what you should be practicing with for your carry guns, which, and they're great, but it's fun to, and it feels good to get back to a full frame pistol, you know, like that. What's yours? A 22, 2022 SP 2022. Yeah. yeah with full frame, double yeah. action, right? Uh, nine millimeter. And then you had, what was it? A P three twenty. Your No, your full size that you had out there. P three twenty. Yeah. That, that was a custom. I mean, custom from the custom just shop. felt good in, in the hand, you know. Uh, yeah. So other than uh, other than you know getting to shoot a bunch of pistols, we we well, wouldn't even know if our rifles and or that shotgun worked. <laughs> Never fired around. Almost really didn't even have an opportunity to fire around. We we called probably. 10 stands, and I would say that they are 10 of our A-list stands. I, I mean, I can't think of one that I that when you sit down on it, you go, eh, you know, be a stroke of luck if we got one here. First of all, every stand we call, we've killed at a minimum, I would say, two coyotes on in the last five years. Would that be an accurate statement? Yeah, pretty minimum. easy. Yeah. And and we don't call it a bunch, you know. We we usually it's usually a once a year thing, uh. And I just highly doubt anybody else is out there calling. Uh. And we got our butts kicked. We saw, we called in one coyote. And when I say I we say, called it I, in, I don't think that's calling it in. Yeah, we we called it into yeah, three hundred fifty to four. He was there for us, so I, that's why I would say we called it in. But at three hundred fifty to four hundred yards. Uh, he stopped for maybe a second and a half and then turned and ran. Um, it was, it, it sucked. Um, you said that, and I don't know how accurate this is, that no one's calling. Yeah. However, there have been some contests around the area. I don't know if anybody's been calling it, but when I left, you guys left early on. Sunday morning, and I went and saw Connie on the way out. Gary said he's seen people up there calling this year uh, already. So not only did we're if we that's did see true, some tracks in a few areas that were suspicious, but yeah, yeah, not if that's if that's the case that we got that against us and eighty five degrees and a full moon. That I think is a little more prevalent. That's, I could be wrong. I think even without the calling, you'd have a very strong case in the 
the last two you just said. No, I agree. Um, I just don't... it was crazy. It was twenty two in the morning when we got down into the valley. Twenty two, and it got to eighty five. Sixty three difference. That's nuts. It's nuts. And and it wasn't a cold. This is going to sound strange, yeah, it but it wasn't a cold 22 degrees. You know what I mean? It was yeah. the, the, the weather forecast called for it to be 22 degrees. The temperature gauges in the truck called it 22 degrees, but you could stand outside, you know, in a t-shirt comfortably for, you know, a few minutes. You wouldn't want to be out there, you know, but you know, you've been in 20, 22 degree weather where, you know, when you get up in the morning, you, you, you throw a sweatshirt on to go out and take a leak, you know, it was not like that. Well, it was, part of that's there was, remember how, just how calm it was. We yeah. commented all yeah. three mornings you're up there, how just dead calm it was. So when you have no air movement, it's just not as, doesn't feel as cold. Plus where we were actually camping, I highly warm. doubt it got much below 40 degrees right. up and we were up a little bit higher and just, just kind of tucked away in a kind of a ravine. So at camp, yeah, it was very, <laughs> For that time of year, unpleasantly warm. It was nice to get up and not have to worry about being cold, you know, getting ready to go, but geez. Yeah, you're talking hunting in a t-shirt in in mid-October in Nevada. I mean, you definitely, over the years, we've seen those, you know, the warm spells and stuff. And I can remember, you know, opening day chucker hunting, which is what we just went through, you know, being in a sweatshirt first thing in the morning, but then being down to a t-shirt, you know, pretty quickly and stuff, but not like this. 80, 85, 85 degrees, no wind, no, you know, nothing and dry, dude. It was so dry and so dusty. I mean, it literally was like being out there in August felt like August, you know, it, it, it just, and, and that's, I guess what, you know, something we should discuss is what, so what happened? I mean, you know, we're not, well, and we're I not just, experts by any means, but we know we know a, a fair amount about this stuff. And is it just the just that hey, a coyote's mind is if it's too because we've talked about being too cold too, right? Is it they got to conserve their calories to survive, and being up and running around in eighty five degree weather isn't worth it to them, especially as dry as it is. Water is not, you know. Yeah, they're, you figure they're, they've got to go then find water, you know, after they've exerted themselves. And I mean, yeah, they're going to not go chase around yeah. any type of animal when it's 85, knowing that it's a full moon yeah. and all the cre- creatures, critters, whatever you want to say, are going to be up and at them all night long, too. Yep. And so they're not, I mean, <laughs> I think that's exactly it. I think they're, you know, and then you add in. We were just on the downside of a full moon, so when you add that in, they have the ability to hunt. And yeah, they're just—it's they know. We always talk about how smart animals they are. They they know that that there's going to be a sixty degree fluctuation in the in the in the night to day change, and they're just not going to, like you said, conserve. They're going to conserve that energy during the day. So there's no way that we called and coyotes didn't hear us. They just shut down. There's just there's no reason to go so check out a what we're presenting as a dying animal. If you really think about it, you know why not go check it out in the in the night? You know if it truly was something where I I need to scavenge scavenger hunt a little bit. They just they're just smart enough to just shut it down during the day, knowing that it's going to be that hot. And I gotta think. I mean, what's the difference between 
when we're out in the summertime and we have a nice day that's, let's just say it's 85 degrees. I mean, the difference between 85 degrees and 100 degrees is a huge amount. That's 15 degrees on the upper end, right? Yep. Well, for them, I mean, what's a cool day in mid-October for a daytime high? What's an average? What's an average daytime high 60, in this area? You know, even if it's 65. 70, so you said they go 70, 70 is still pretty pleasant and stuff, but the difference between 70 and 85, that's a, that's a major difference when it comes to a wild animal. So and, and, there's no doubt they're in the area. It's you could, you could just put aside the maybe it was called, maybe it wasn't called, but just the weather conditions we had, the dryness, um, the the scarcity of water. Other than other than you know we got a hot water pond up in that area where there's water, but there's just not a lot of groundwater anywhere. We <laughs> we were hoping that we'd have a, a little bit more success, but it, looking back on it was just wishful thinking because the. The conditions it sucked not too because favor. when we first started looking, the weather was sixty-five and stormy a little bit and everything. And then as the week went on, it just kept going up and up and up. Yep. But who who told us that? Was it Uncle Mel or uh, Jim that when trapping? I think it was Jim that w- basically the comment you just made of these coyotes hearing you and then going out to check it later if it truly was a rabbit. They yeah. they know where that sound exactly is coming from. And if it truly is a dying rabbit, most likely it's going to be sitting there dead later on at the nighttime and they go pick it up. You could make an argument so for that's the what, one that checked us out of it. You could make that argument. It wasn't like, there's no way we spooked it. So, yeah, got it. Got it pinpoint. Be yeah. back here in about nine hours. Check it yeah, out. And, and that's why would I trapping. Just, why would I take the rest of the time bombing in there, you know, expending my energy? So Jim, uh, Jim was the one, by he the way. That, yeah, he he said when he wanted to catch a coyote, he'd set the snares up and then he had that rabbit in a stress can that you turn it over and just made a quick you know and then he'd walk away and he said he knew that night they knew exactly where that sound came from and they'd come up there sniffing around and you know they don't know exactly where it is off the sound but then then you get there in the area and he has a little bit of scent there Yep, and boom you walk right into a snare so i mean we can say all it want but combination of weather and called or maybe called maybe not Adds up yeah. to what I said, seven, Clint said 10, <laughs> you said 11, and we killed zero. Zero. We killed zero coyotes. I we s- saw one coyote, and I saw one coyote on the way home crossing the road. And I asked it. if I could change my bet midway through. What do you, what do you kind of think about, I mean, there was two things I was going to quickly say. The one thing that just kind of like crystallizes our our few days of calling is we had one stand one of those a stands and we had no less than eight ten different magpies swooping over the top of the decoy coming over the top of our head sitting on brush back and forth and when that happens in that country i mean every one of us were got our had our guns in our position i had the camera in position because coyotes are coming yeah and then this hawk comes off of our left shoulder and comes down and swoops on the decoy five yards and not one coyote showed up. Yeah. So that kind of tells you that they're just, they're shut down. But um, I was going to, what do you, you guys think about the fact that too, because we're up early, we heard, well, we heard one howl, then we heard the howl in the evening time the last night we were there, That's right? It. So we heard one howl, which there's no, you can't sit there and say there's no coyotes out here. That's impossible. There, that's right. that's zero percent chance. There's hundreds of them so out there. So they're not even talking in the morning. I mean, we heard... On, other than the weather, it, it was per, it's perfect country with tons of coyotes. Why do you think you're not even hearing them 
talk. Light up. I wonder if uh, sleeping. Do, well, I was gonna sleeping say, do, do they go back into a den when it's that warm and and stay out of the sun? Do they, you know, or well, they're to just me, a lot of times that's what that morning howl is. Is they're coming, coming out. out of the den and it's like stretching, stretching out, getting yeah. ready for the so day, locating all their friends and stuff. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Is if you if if our argument is that they're laying low during the day because it's so hot, do they go back in the den yeah, where it's cool? They're hanging out, sleeping, and yeah. they're, so they're not hunting doing at anything, night, sleeping. Sleeping yeah. in the dawn, so that's why they're not, time. they're not barking and waking up because they're not waking up in the morning. And we're going to bed at 10, right? You know, because we're trying to get up early, deer hunt or coyote hunt at five in the morning or 5 30 yeah. when we were getting up. Are they howling at 11 and midnight when they're finally getting up because they have from midnight to six, right. maybe seven? Yeah, first Probably. light. And think about it when, when did we hear that one howl? That wasn't first light, that wasn't no. that was probably what by about our fourth stand or something. So yeah. it was. It wasn't noon, but it was definitely later in the morning as far as sunrise. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Thing is, is no I mean, matter, it's not weird. I'm, you could be the expert of experts. You're never going to figure them out. It's an animal. Yeah. They, they, they're they adapting to, you know, every day is an, an adaptation for them, you know, whether they're hunting or not hunting or going to find water. You know, they're just, it's pure survival mode. We, we don't, we know nothing about that, you know. I mean, that's so. a good point because they know, they know that the days are getting shorter. Yeah. So they, they know what time of year it is and it's unseasonably warm by 15 degrees plus it's, uh, they know they, then they have to adapt too. So I came back know. in the garden and everything's just like full bloom, like yeah. going crazy again. Like, <laughs> isn't it nuts? I, I, I picked it just happened to walk through my backyard and there's, you know, I picked a full grown pepper and then there's, you know, three little ones and flowers again. I'm like, yeah, they, they don't know. what. <clears throat> Nobody knows what to do. And it's funny. Yesterday it was colder in my house than it was outside. outside. You know, so, and the end up having the heater come on like in the morning <laughs> and then I'm, but I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt, you know, it's just a, it's a, we're just having some funky weather right now that, you know, well, we definitely farts. we have yet yeah. to have our first frost. We almost always get our first frost right around the beginning of September. That's what you could bet on it. When I saw your cousin, you know, she was deer hunting and, and she said how many pine nuts they got. And, and I thought, were they still good? She said, oh, yeah, they're great. You know, and I said, Clint and I went, you know, and we picked hundreds and hundreds of them and half of them were bad, but they had already gotten a freeze. You know, that's kind of the the, the trick with them Trevor, or whatever, you know. Trevor, so, had a handful you see he posted who did trevor oh did he he said the, he said something like basically what we're talking about to have these at this time of year is like gold and if, to find these now compared to finding an elk right now or something yeah. you know i can't remember what he said but um yeah t- weird times what's weird uh times. did you get a feeling of is he struggling a bit as far as the I subjects we're I mean, on he kind hasn't, of stuff. He it's hasn't posted any new. Been tough for hunting, right? Well, they don't have anything open Not right just now, coyotes, right? but yeah. They're on the split, I think. Oh, are they? No, they're hunting right now. Is there elk season open? No, because get, they get a break between. Muzzle loader season right now. Not middle of October. Oh, I thought they got a break. I don't know. I don't know either. I haven't seen him post anything. He yeah. had a deer, but I don't know if it was an old picture or a new picture or what. I, uh, what was cool, what is cool about being in that country though, with, um, 
if we were just hunting from home and hunting around here, like, oh, let's go out for the day, we obviously wouldn't have went out, went back out Sunday, right? Right. Uh, or sorry, Thursday, Friday, Friday morning, because we hunted Thursday, Friday, waiting for Jared. So we hunted Wednesday or Thursday and Friday, and there's no way we would have went back out Friday if we were home. Like if we just went out for a day trip, we would be knowing how bad Thursday was. But since we were up there, we had to give it another try because we were there. But having Lavort and Cleo there, it was cool. I no, still, it was, it I was still a great trip. I, I was telling Clint on the phone earlier, you know, we we kind of went through what we went through. And then I, I see my buddy who was a little bit further north of us. And, you know, he, he got... Uh, five coyotes in the morning before he went to work, but a little bit further North than us, uh, kind of crazy just how different it can be even a couple hundred miles away. You know what I mean? But still, well, and you don't know where he was hunting or what right. type of night hunting. Who knows? Was it, a, was it a ranch that's never been called? Who knows? Of course. But just to see it in our own home state and no, you know, but yeah, but I agree with you hundred percent. It's still a great trip. Uh, you know, you don't the have the nights to, were fun. The nights were fun. <laughs> uh, but Friday night they show up, Jared. You know, so Ains, are we talking about her deer tag? Or I, I wouldn't think so. I think we should get Jared here to talk Jared about and that. Ainsley in here, maybe, yeah, because it was her. We we were trying to make this a dual combina- combination hunt going up there, kind of scouting for deer, which didn't really work because by the time we were done coyote hunting <laughs> in the mornings, the deer were already bedded down. Then could see him maybe for 30 minutes at night, which we ended up seeing her deer that Friday night before they got there. Yeah. And, and a few other bucks, but yeah, nothing definitely wasn't, wasn't a, uh, fruitful coyote or kind of scouting trip, which I guess <laughs> trying to do them together like that when the, when the temperature swings oh, so hard, I mean, yeah. like, you know, you, you wouldn't be glassing past i'd say 10 o'clock and that's probably late you know but uh just getting up there's great and i wanted to talk about bad luck bubba for a little bit which could have been the x factor to what we're talking about we did bring uh, i forgot we should yeah we had maybe calling one other factor we had 85 degree weather and a full moon and we had bubba bubba bad luck bubba black cloud bubba uh he he uh <laughs> d- just to give you a brief timeline of bubba uh he never kills anything this year he got the luckiest he's ever gotten or last year and got a bull elk uh but he's had several deer tags never fills them uh never gets any chucker to the fact that who'd you say was it a Kruko. uh mike Kruko, the giants announcer which i found the video of that on my phone i i filmed it off of the tv Tell him, and I'll, I'll try to bring it up and play it over the so, intercom. But. Going along with the theme, and I never heard this until this weekend, but it's like Bubba's theme is it's like he's he's a hunter and he's an outdoorsman, but he's just got terrible luck. You know, he goes chucker hunting time and time and time and time again, and he can't get any birds. And uh, Mike Kruko, the uh, announcer, one of the announcers for the San Francisco Giants, Bubba, I guess, grew up with his son and – They've gone chuck around, and, and I don't know the context of the thing. If yeah, Clay so, finds it, so, he'll get so it. So Baker, his son, got him and AC Carano, uh, Anthony Carano, AC, to be Bat Boys. 
Ah. And they were both bat boys for one of the games. And while they were sitting there on air, Bubba and obviously couldn't hear it. He's down on the field being sure. a bat boy. And so <laughs> during the commentating, one over the half innings, they're showing Bubba on the TV. And he comes over and says basically that, yeah, Bubba is very well known. Uh, he's kind of a uh, superstar in the hunting world. He actually just broke the record. Um, he hunts a lot of chucker, but he just broke the record for having the most consecutive days without killing one or <laughs> killing his limit or something <laughs> like 67 days in a row. So he's a very well. <laughs> and Bubba, uh, from our angle, we went to Mexico the first year we went, we killed 33 coyotes in two and a half days. The second time, I, I, it wasn't as good as that first time, but it was still huge. Yeah. Then Bubba goes, no, then we had a third year, uh, pretty good year, bunch of coyotes, some javelina, uh, bobcats, yeah. you know, so then maybe Bubba. not as many coyotes, but just a ton of action. We had a lot more mistakes those couple yeah. of years, but as far and, and, as action, it wasn't that much worse. But right. Yeah. The action was there a couple. We had a scope that was off of its bases that, and some, and some Which we didn't less know seasoned shooters maybe. In, anyway, never had a problem with Mexico. You never left there thinking, man, we just got our ass kicked. Bubba goes the fourth year, and, never, and not only did we, we killed five. Luckily. They were the only five we called in, too. I mean, it was like it, we we luckily made the shots happen on the only five coyotes we saw on this whole trip. And the only excuse I can think is Bubba. Black Cloud Bubba. Black Cloud Bubba. We went to a ranch that year in Mexico. It's 330,000 acres. We had never called it before. Zero coyotes. And, and I mean, they're obviously there. Just oh, yeah. <laughs> you got this he, guy. He's been on some day or weekend hunts and i i'd have to stop and think for a minute but we've killed a few coyotes i can think of on one stand with, with bubba i can think of two off the top of my head right now yeah on day or you know short trip type yeah. of things but there is definitely a theme to it knowing all the stuff he does outside of what we do and we're not hunting with him you got all that that you guys were just talking about then he comes with us I, I very it. little bit of success. Oh, very little bit of success in Mexico, and now this one. Let's hear this. He's a celebrity hunter. He just broke a record, state Nevada record, 67 times without killing its limit. Oh, my God. Well, the thing about Bubba is he's, you know, talk about a celebrity. He's was grew up and was a badass you know, wakeboarder, like professional-level wakeboarder. So some of what he does is, you know, he, he does all the uh, paddle boarding, and, you know, he's kind of, he's an outdoorsman with us and stuff, but he's not. Did he did he grow up hunting? 
I don't even know really know what no, that, right? He, he didn't no. really grow up he hunting. He's that. adapted into the sport. You know, he's an outdoors guy doing sports, water sports, that kind of stuff, you know, mountain biking, all that kind of thing. So, you know, you got to give him some slack when it comes to that. He's not like he oh, wasn't hunting from the time we were when we were kids. So that makes him bad luck. <laughs> I don't know. It's just you kind of th- you put it all together. Maybe know. he he burnt up all of his luck on the lake wakeboard and doing all them flips <laughs> he, maybe but i was i really was serious about him not going on that last stand i really was the when he i wasn't gonna like force him to stay in the truck because i you were hoping he'd catch the drift i'd hope he'd catch a drift i told you because after a day of no coyotes and another morning of no coyotes and it was right after the stand where they're talking, what we were just talking about with all the magpies and the crows and the hogs and everything, just perfect conditions for a stand and nothing. And then I was like, Bubba, let's just see if you are the black cloud and stay in the truck and we'll see if we're going to kill one. And I was very serious and he didn't pick up it all the way. He thought I was joking. So he was ready to go out on that stand. And sure enough, here comes this coyote. And I, first thing I, said when the coyote ran off after at 400 yards was see Bubba he saw your ugly face and we we could have hid we could have hid three people very easy not four people you were now the reason for that coyote to run away and it was the only other it was the only coyote we saw all trip uh and I guess he didn't but I was serious of him not going he actually you know his main uh fault on that stand he's wearing a dodger blue beanie so we're all camo head to toe. I don't get him. Sometimes. Unfortunately, we've got to sit with our with our face in the sun on this stand. And I look over and yeah, he's just a glowing blue beanie. Even if it was black, it, you shouldn't be wearing it. But blue, he picks blue. Hey, I, I drew the beanie blue because I never seen a blue beanie. Do we tempt fate when the conditions actually turn ideal and bring Bubba with us? Just so he could break his curse, or if we could really truly solidify that he's never ever coming on a trip again. He's never going with me again. I'm I'm not hunting with him again. He's actually he's fun to have in camp. He can be <laughs> he could be camp he can be camp host. Cook. Camp cook, camp. I don't host. know. Can he cook? No. He can't even be the camp host. God. He really didn't bring much to the table. He you know, he brought maybe the second worst beer you could possibly buy. <laughs> He did sort of redeem himself on the deer hunt a little bit, if that holds true. Well, I would say we'll talk about that later. But yeah, but other than that, other than that, it was he was very proud of himself. He was. He, he snores, <laughs> so I had to sleep near he farts him. At, he snores nonstop. He says the f word more than any man I've ever met, including myself, and I say it a lot. <laughs> and if, if you make me uncomfortable with your usage of the f word, you're saying it too much. <laughs> uh blue go blue team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Doesn't cook. Terrible luck. Brings shitty beer. He is fun to be around. <laughs> I don't know if he's gonna go hunting with me ever again. He just uh, if you were to what remember we talked about Venn diagrams? Yeah. <laughs> well, yes, Kamala Harris. What's the what's the what's the terminology used for the the you know the pros and cons? There's a, there's an there's actual a, yeah yeah you if know, you, you list all the pros and all the cons and whatever's more yeah yeah there's a word for that that we'd have to do that it's not with a Venn Bubba. diagram but his, yeah. his his cons columns is kind of stacking up on a pros columns he can like maybe fix some stuff he's kind of handy true. true you bring him on an elk hunt 
to help you pack shit out. Oh yeah, he's an unbelievable. <laughs> That's true. Shape. He's an unbelievable shave. He can hike. He what he pack his elk out thirty six miles or something. Se- seven trips at five miles a piece or something crazy like that. So he's dumb. <laughs> uh, he does not a spell. Right? That's for sure. Oh, he, yeah. He's yeah. So yeah, he's a packer. That's a good call, Clint. Yeah, he's everybody's got their place on the trip. He stays around camp. You kill something, you go grab him in his frame, and he'll have that thing out by morning. Black Cloud Bubba the Mule. That's his full yep. full name. I was just talking to uh, Kent Burroughs. He killed a moose in uh, Alaska. And I said something to the effect of, how, how was the pack out? And he said, no, you, you, can't, you can't pack them out. Yeah. I said, well, what, what do they do? He says, they have packers. And they're like these 18-year-old, you know, uh, native kids. I don't, they're not Indians up there, right? They're, uh, I don't even know what they are. Inuits? Inuit? Inuit. Like an Inuit. Indigenous. Indigenous. And uh, they're all young, you know, and they, so they fly those dudes in and uh, they pack your moose out. Because, like, you you couldn't do it, basically. You know, Kent's a stud, too. He's in shape and all that, and he's. He said, you couldn't do it. He said, it's like so thick. He's not, he said, it's not that it's so, it is steep and it is all that, but it's, he said, it's just so thick where those moose live. Like if you didn't do it, if you, and you, he said like, even just carrying like your day pack around in a rifle, he said, everything's grabbing at your feet. You trip. He said, I trip 40 times a day. (laughs) He said, so if you, you know, you just have to be, you know, you can't just throw a moose quarter on your back where he was and walk out with it so but so bubba the, might have a how do you get the damn horns out of there how do you get the horns out of there those guys do it dude do that Somehow. or if, if you're close to a river they'll put on a boat float, float them, yeah. it down the river get he, to a bar he said these plane. dudes uh they landed the bush plane on a mountain i could be wrong but call it two miles away but it was the closest they could get the packer the pack so the packers fly over you and you give them the signal and they they know so now they know where you're at, and they land as close as they possibly can, and then they hike down with just pack frames, you know that you obviously have already quartered it and you know got it skinned and all that stuff, and then they just start making trips, but yeah they're they're just like these stud young you know whatever native kids that just rip they you know well, I'm glad they did because he gave me some of the meat, got some burger, got some summer sausage, got some backstrap. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I got a, I got a dose of it myself. I'm I'm happy too. What? Well, you guys, I know mean, you left early, and we uh, went and finished the deer. But then on the way out, we stopped and shot again. Oh, did <laughs> to, you? Took out some champion targets. Chase is like, "Let's shoot." I'm like, "All right." So we went over to actually where we where 34 comes and meets the ADA. You know, right there where we. I don't that know where time. that's at. That's a secret. Oh, anyway, <laughs> uh, we stopped there and shot for a little bit. What'd you shoot? Same guns, but Chase, everyone Ch- loves that little twenty-two. Nobody got to, well, I guess a couple people got to shoot it, but yeah, we were kind of by ourselves, I guess, when we did it the first time. So everybody got to have a little fun then? Everyone got a little fun, got a little dirty. I'm still wiping silicate out of my cracks. <laughs> Dude, my hands are as dry as they could possibly be. My eyes still burn. Sunburn. How do you get a sunburn, sunburn at, at October 
what was it? What is today? The 6th, 18th? 18th. We were there on the 14th, 15th, 13th. How do you get it sunburned then? What, miserable. The, when you guys were putting sunscreen on, I, I didn't put it on not because I didn't need it, but I just couldn't imagine all the dust sticking to me with the sunscreen. But <laughs> it was like one of those laughable moments where you're like, <laughs> yeah. putting sunscreen on right now. Put you, normally on. you're putting, you know, scent cover up on you or something like that. You're putting sunscreen on. <laughs> and we had bug spray, which there were so many bugs. It was, it's weird. Weird times. Now, I don't know if you guys were around, but Lavor said some old timer told him once, if the dragonflies are thick in the summer, you're going to have a heavy winter. And they said they had more dragonflies out there this year than they've seen in a long time. So yeah. maybe, that, maybe we just have how much fat patient. was on his deer, on Lavor's yeah. deer. There was an inch and a half of fat on his, and being so hot. Yeah, they're still. getting ready for it. Getting it's supposed to be, it. I mean, even just Farmer's Almanac, it's supposed to be a good winter out here. It's it, which that's not uncommon. There's these years uh, we were talking about it this weekend that you have really poor. St- it's just a condensed. It's a heavy winter, but it's just in a Happens shorter period shorter, of time. Yeah. And we're probably in store for that because look what's happening next week. Our lows are going from fifty to twenty-five. Are they? I haven't even looked. By, I better start that means the I, weekend. So. Guess what I'm going to do when I get home then? <laughs> what are you going to do? Plant onions and garlic. <laughs> it's got to be in the ground before the freeze. Eight. So I have until Saturday. Oh my God. Yeah. 76 today, 78 Thursday, 77 Friday, 53 26 on Saturday. Raining. Yeah. You better, <laughs> 50, get, you, better, yeah, you better get that in before Friday. You know, here's, here's maybe a way to close this out. When you're have a day job, like we, you know, when you're working and you just have that part of your life, you, you get an opportunity, you plan a hunt that's in this case, around a, a deer hunt and you know there, it's not like you could just drop everything and go right some people can right you know, and one day we'll be able to do that too but you go and you can go you have it planned you got the date set and you just whatever the weather is is what it is make the best of it what if we what if, just one week yeah just, you know one week would have made it next weekend would be and i bet you the weekend after that's probably going to be unbelievable well, we're going back for my brother's deer tag, so we'll yeah. get to find out. Well, this, this was just a little <laughs> trial run, you know, and it was just, it really, we're just missing it probably by a little bit. Yeah. You know, the 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 weather is basically delayed by a month, which is crazy. But I, once it gets cold like that, we're probably going to forget this yeah. <laughs> little bit of a gap, crazy time we've forget had. Forget it ever happened. Because it's coming. I hope. And in some ways, that's a little abnormal. If you really think about it, we don't get that cold in October generally speaking so it's like we've had both both extremes of that you know we'll have a freeze and it'll warm back up it just doesn't warm back up this much but i would say if we start getting down in the mid-20s in october as far as lows that's abnormal too so we'll see yeah uh as, as down and out as we may sound it was still a great trip and i mean it was hell of a lot better than being in town and working so well what was the best part Besides the deer hunt, what was the best part for you? I know what mine is. Pretty simple. Yeah? Yeah. Man, I don't know. I had some good times up there. Slept good. Ate good. That was mine. I was going to say. That night. That night. I avoided bringing it up because I thought we'd include that with the topic of conversation next time. Okay. Well, Well, we can talk about the first one, I mean, briefly here, but Lavore. uh, My uncle had a tag, the same tag as Ainsley's. Sure. 
he had an 11, 12, 13 tag too. And he killed a deer two days before we got there. And he's he's in his 70s, right? Yep. 72, something like that. So he, in his mind, was going to bring his deer to a butcher shop in he in where we're at, right on the border of Nevada, California. California happens to be where civilization is. So he was going to bring his deer in there to be butchered and... Dude, he, he killed this deer and had it whole, which is great, you know, and had it hanging in his shop, and uh, he was going to take it in there and have it uh, processed. Well, because of the chronic wasting disease that's going on, the butcher shop in California said we can't take it unless it's de-spined, which is not the end of the world, right? If you're a, you know, we quarter most of ours out anyway, I mean, but he had this whole deer, and he's 70-something years old, and he's really by himself. And in a lot of ways, he was very happy to see us, you know, because he kind of was like, hey, uh, I, I noticed the way you cut them back straps out. You you know, could you get the back straps out of my deer for you? And, and we had already kind of determined that we weren't going to have these long coyote hunting days because it would be so hot. And I said, we'll cut the whole thing up for you. You know, so he was stoked. And uh, we went back the next day and butchered that deer up for him. And he said, take one of them back straps. <laughs> and, you know, we, we definitely weren't going to say no to that. So I took half of one. Oh, yeah. We didn't Did, take the whole thing, but no. I took there half. was only four of us up there at the time. But Clay cut out, what, probably 12 steaks? Yeah. Once it all trimmed and just 12 unbelievably, you know, hung three-day fresh backstrap steaks. And uh, Clay did the cooking, so he can take it from here. What'd you <laughs> do with them? Well, the good thing is I get to bring a Traeger with us wherever we go because I have that power system in my truck. So I brought a little tailgater, Traeger tailgater and Napa Valley olive oil. Then two of our provider rubs put on drop tine and crosshairs and onto the Traeger at 350 for like five minutes aside, six minutes, maybe six minutes aside. And, and, uh, just, it was, so it was me, you, Clint, Bubba, Cleo, and Lavore. Yep. So there were six of us there that night. And then I brought stuff up from the garden, fresh veggies, uh, whatever squash, else there was. What do we have? Squash, Pe- peppers. Squashers, peppers, and the deer. And then all the pickled stuff. Too. Oh, yeah. But so everything came off the Traeger at once. I sliced everything on one big cutting board and we finger fooded everything. We had a backstrap <laughs> charcuterie board. Yeah. we No plates, no forks, no knives, no nothing. Just picked in. It was I, I, uh, one night, but I cut up everything with, but uh, just finger food, and that was my favorite. So good. Huh. Literally, I, I mean, Lavore's got five deer hanging in his living room that, you know, the horns are of. He's got another four in his shop that he's, I mean, so he's, over his lifetime, killed 20 deer, probably. More and more. I'm going to guess that he would tell you that was probably the best backstrap he ever had. Oh, yeah. I mean, he no ate. Doubt. He don't eat a ton, and he ate a bunch of that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He was like, "Oh, I don't, I don't normally eat pepper. I don't really like squash. I yeah. don't really. Well, try this. Yeah, he's Holy pretty shit. Give, ways, give yeah. me another bite of that. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, no, the food, the food was great. The drink was great. Shooting guns was great. Watching Black Cloud Bubba dance in camp, <laughs> and then trip over his own lawn chair was great. That oh. moon. Man, the moon coming up every night was awesome. Yeah, the, the moon would the moon would come up would be yellow orange, 
to the point where the first night we got there, we got there late, and we thought somebody was in a dome tent, you know, just first kind of glance, and everybody thought it, so it wasn't like you're a dork. <laughs> like, you looked over at this ridge, and it looked like there was like a just a dome tent, like a yellow north face dome tent with a lantern going in it yep, exactly. and I'm then talking. it raised up over and you're like that's the moon well it's because for me at least because i was driving so i'm kind of you know we're getting into a little bit of a little bit of a canyon in in and out of trees and stuff so you pretty much couldn't see that yeah that east side and then come around a corner there and i literally like, it was as if it was dark and then i saw it and i'm like Somebody's already camping up here, kind yep. of thing, you know. Exactly <laughs> like, what I thought. When and we I looked off. again, I was starting to wait for some movement of a flashlight or something, and I'm like, "That's the damn moon." Yeah, I did the same <laughs> because thing. it was a, it wasn't smoky. It didn't seem like it was smoky, but it seemed. I guess at at nighttime, there's a fire generally somewhere in California, and it was hazy from a little bit of smoke overnight, and uh, yeah, caught me by surprise for sure. And Bubba, of course, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, everybody thought it. Well, we'll save the deer hunting story about this till we get Jared in here and maybe his daughter let them, uh, and if they can't do it quick enough, then we'll do it for you because obviously we were all there, but it would be cool to have them on here. Uh, they're going to obviously tell a much different story because they got there on Friday night. <laughs> 9.30 at Friday it, night and, and, and she had a, a deer by You're welcome. 9.30 the next morning, her first deer. Uh, pretty cool story. Young girl. Uh, just turned 15. Yeah, just turned eight. I mean, 15. Um, great hunt, and we'll we'll articulate that further next time. Uh, anything else you boys want to add, or should we get on out of here? I'm turning the on air sign off. But I'm just down home, southern y'all. I don't need nothing, just enough to get me by. And I was raised in an early age when you shake a man's hand looking square in the eye. I'm real cool, old school, don't lie to me, fool, ain't a thing about me, fate. I'm a modern day John Wayne with my daddy's last name, born 50 years too late. day's work, sweating hard in a flannel shirt. Yeah, it's a fast-paced rat race, don't give all take, who's gonna finish first? Hell, nowadays it's safe to say that a damn dog's got more rights, cause the administration's trying to rule the population, folks, we got